Well, hello there. I'm Pete Stewart, church planter here in East End of Glasgow, heading up the kind of Glasgow hub as well with 20 Schemes. And this is another episode of 20 Schemes Uncut, which I actually let me host one, which I'm well scared, but I'm not really scared. I think Zach is scared, he doesn't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I've got notes here and he's not really seen, so this is going to be fun. But, yep. uh, Zach. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm good, actually. I am a bit nervous, I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not nervous? My wife is very nervous as well. <laughs> so, I want to talk to you a little bit about biblical counsel in the local church. Okay. You've been really helpful to us in okay. our church in Burlarrick and even the west of Scotland as a whole. So I want to chat a little bit about that and how thinking through things from a kind of biblical counselling framework can help. But first, want to give us a little bit of chat about yourself. So, okay. where are you? Where'd you grow up? How'd yeah, you... well, just give a little potted, maybe, <laughs> um, something. So, yeah, currently living in uh, south side of Glasgow. Mm. Um, married, three children, um, two now left home. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're quite old in then. Edinburgh. I am actually. Um, <laughs> I'm over the 50 mark. Oof, that's uh, <laughs> um, So two are in Edinburgh now studying and I've got one son still at home at school. So you've sent your kids from Glasgow to Edinburgh, like do you not like I them? I think they ran away actually. Like, I, I think so they, That's not you really know, a kind thing to do but fair enough. No, no, I think they were like keen to get away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and um, currently working um, part of my time, part of my week at Greenview Church, which mm-hmm. I've been a member of for over 30 years. So mm-hmm. I've actually been in the Glasgow city for over 30 years now. Awesome. Um, Greenview Church has been my kind of family home for that time, the spiritual family mm-hmm. home. So. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the other part of my time has been um, uh, involved in biblical counselling. Yeah. Cool. So you weren't like trained in this initially, eh? like you were in consultancy no. work before that? Yeah, you? yeah. So I came to Glasgow to work with Scottish Power um, and then was with them for about six, seven years and then mm. HarperCollins Publishers. Mm, okay. Um, and then set up my own business with mm. some other guys in kind of internet, digital, web, mm-hmm. consultancy stuff for about 15 years. Um, but in and through all that time, I was involved in ministry, yeah. particularly amongst young people, mm-hmm. music. Uh, I was called to eldership, mm-hmm. um, and um, in that time, also, I felt the need to grow in handling the Bible. So I went yeah, to Cornhill, yeah. actually. Um, and did you wear the chinos and everything with it? Or oh no, that's no, no, no. good. I've got a lot of respect for you. So I guess <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, it was in that time I kind of really understood I wasn't like, going to be a preacher, that wasn't really my thing. But I love, I love working with God's Word and mm. sharing God's Word, particularly one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking to a good friend actually, she said you should really think about this organisation called CCEF and their material. She'd done some stuff when she was in the States mm-hmm. with them. So I kind of looked at that, um, I'd stepped back into, stepped into part-time work mm-hmm. at that time with, with my business um, and uh, basically over the next few years kind of was exploring that and then eventually decided to resign from my business, walk away and look at actually training in biblical counselling, which I was really not sure whether where that would go. I said, right, okay, let's try a module, let's see where mm-hmm. this goes. Um, I said to my wife, um, I'm going to try a module. <laughs> And maybe I'll go back into kind of consultancy mm. type stuff. But actually, it was very clear quite early on that actually this was resonating in so mm. many ways um, for me personally um, in terms of making sense of some things within my own life. Mm. 
um, and uh, God really putting fingers on, but also giving me hope and yeah. help in that. Um, and uh, that just carried on um, over the next sort of two and a half, three years. Um, and then I was invited to do an internship with the organisation I trained with. Who is that? Um, an organisation called BC UK. So Biblical Counselling UK um, use uh, CCEF's materials mm -hmm. um, and run across various cities in the UK um, these training um, certification courses. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was able to do that in Edinburgh and do it with a bunch of people, thankfully pre-lockdown and yeah. all that stuff. Um, and just kind of, yeah, learned with them, grew in that sort of stuff and yeah. And so now you're kind of doing a little bit of building counselling for Greenview, you're an elder, a um, little bit for other churches in the West Yeah, Scotland, well the way it's grown, I mean, in, in terms of Greenview, the way, what I was able to do on, in my internship is that um, had a very clear focus on, you know, culture change, how mm. does biblical counselling influence a church like Greenview, mm. what, what, what impact can it have? So, you know, biblical counselling as we would understand it is, is a kind of intensive form of discipling, mm. um, but it's discipling nonetheless. Mm. And so it's nothing extraordinary, you know, there's nothing extraordinary in biblical counselling. It's basically saying we're bringing um, the good news of the gospel into every area of life and we're saying let's not go outside for help unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. Actually, the local church is where, it's where the action is, it's where God has put his wisdom yeah. into ordinary people like ourselves, Pete, um, well, to actually come yourself, alongside certainly. and help, not because we're experts, not because we've got the answers, because we don't. Um, I am no expert and I don't have answers. But we're pointing people to God, we're pointing people to Jesus, we're pointing people to His Spirit um, and all the resources that we have in the Lord. Um, so, yeah, biblical, how does that then affect a church like Greenview, which mm -hmm. I belong to? And for me, biblical counselling affects everything, influences everything. Yeah. It influences preaching, you know, yeah. so uh, our pastor at Greenview, uh, Colin, um, we would chat and talk about application. Mm -hmm. He would maybe be talking about, you know, what, what his sermons particularly on. We would have just chats throughout the week about, well, where does that land? What's mm -hmm. the, so what? Yeah, yeah. Where, where is God actually leading us to change and uh, make a difference in our lives? How do we bring glory to God and mm -hmm. love others in what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. Like we've, through 20 schemes, we got involved with Mez, well, long gaps. 10 years ago now, okay. a lot of that material, the CCCF material was stuff we were reading. Yep. And I, I love, again, as you're describing that, it is a discipleship, isn't it? It's yeah. about um, trying to walk alongside people yeah. day by day, pointing them to Jesus and saying that actually the word has the answers yeah. for this. Yeah. And I guess what I wanted to talk about here a little bit is that's not a very popular message. And mm -hmm. people, are, particularly in scheme communities where we work, have 101 different counsellors coming from a, a lot of different perspectives. And yet, we as Christians believe that the one thing we have that is different is the one thing that can truly give hope, which yeah. is the hope of the gospel, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's think a little bit about biblical counseling as opposed to, there's maybe some other kind of ways we could go about pastoral care, like there's Christian counseling, is that, you would differentiate that from biblical counseling? Do you want to maybe give us a, a tighter definition of what biblical counseling tries to do as opposed to some of the kind of broader approaches we might take? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a complex area, mm -hmm. um, uh, and and so I don't want to um, 
sim be simplistic about that stuff, but basically, don't want to offend people. But I think the whole point of this is we're meant to offend people. That's why <laughs> I, I get told. Yeah, I know, I know. Biblical counselling would say we we um, we affirm the sufficiency of Scripture mm -hmm. and that God's word is all that we need for life and godliness, um, and that we are able to counsel. Mm -hmm. um, and that we can bring comfort with the comfort we have give, been mm. given. Um, so it's not seeing it in a kind of reductionist, simplistic sense that all you need is the Bible, here's mm. a couple of verses and you'll be sorted. Um, it's taking God's word in sense of all that it is, God's wisdom mm. through scripture, um, all that it's speaking in terms of that bigger, better story. Mm. Um, uh, and, uh, and saying that that is where our hope is, mm -hmm. um, but it's incarnated through mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. in the sense. So we're not trying to, um, you know, mix it with say secular theories and philosophies. Mm -hmm. um, we're actually saying no. Let's learn from the world around us. We observe the same things, um, but we actually have a different lens in which we understand what's going on in people's lives. Um, but secular uh, philosophies and, and, and so on show us a lot. Um, our friends in secular counselling love people well. Mm -hmm. They see people who are hurting, in pain. Um, they want to help, they want to care. Um, so do Christians. Mm -hmm. But we believe that our answers are not in us, not in our intellectual abilities. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the history of sort of, um, you know, philosophy and um, philosophical thinking, Back in the day, it meant the study of the soul. <laughs> but actually, round about that sort of 19th century, they basically withdrew the soul. Mm. They said, actually, let's focus on things that we can measure and see and understand, which is behaviour. Mm. And so they changed the definition to actually, let's make it the study of behaviours. Mm -hmm. And in that, what seemed maybe a very subtle change actually was fundamental because it basically removed the soul, it removed God from the mm. equation. Um, and so the danger with Christian counselling, perhaps where they're leaning on secular uh, mm -hmm. philosophies, is that they, they don't see the dangers, perhaps, mm -hmm. of where secular thinking is leading them, which is uh, wisdom without God. Yeah. Um, and we've certainly had people, like, that would see biblical counselling, like, would hear that phrase and think it is, or oh, you're just going to throw some Bible verses at me. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm struggling with this area. Well, here's a verse, go and do that, and you won't struggle anymore. Yeah. And I guess what you're saying is, no, it's a lot like, deeper than yeah. that. It's a yeah, and that's simplistic and reductionist, isn't it? And, 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 you know, we talked about discipling just a mm -hmm. minute ago there. So we know that, actually, we need all the help we can get to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus does give us his spirit, and he empowers us, and his spirit fights with us, I think is our understanding in Galatians. Mm -hmm. So his spirit fights with us and convicts us, um, but actually he's given us each other as well. Mm. Um, and that's definitely a, a journey of struggle and temptation and, um, and so on. Um, God in his wisdom doesn't, when he saves us, say, okay, that's you saved, right off you go to heaven now. You know, he actually keeps us where we are and he allows us to face all sorts of difficulties. Um, so how do we make sense of that? Mm. How do we keep turning to God? How do we keep our faith in him, even as we face bereavements, mm. loss of jobs, um, fears for future, our children, our marriages, um, things that people do to us and happen to us, or things that we do 
mm-hmm. and the consequences of that. How do we make sense of that? How do we live in the light of that? Scripture speaks into that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because Scripture is particular people, um, God's speaking to particular people in particular ways at particular times, then that helps us because it's not just mere principles and rules, yeah. it's actually, no, here's real lives. <laughs> and you see it in the complexity of real lives, actually where God's wisdom is speaking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it's all about getting to Jesus as well, isn't it? And to the gospel. Well, he's the ultimate saying, wisdom. Yeah. I love that uh, too. And like. he is the ultimate good news. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the ultimate one who um, is our advocate, mm-hmm. the one who truly is. Uh, the one who redeems us, the one who reconciles us to God. Um, all the answers in Scripture lead to Him. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, it has to be about Jesus. Which, again, is what I love because it, I, I'm not a trained biblical counselor, but the way I see this kind of stuff is we're walking side by side, people trying to point people to Jesus. Like it, is that old quote, isn't it? We're just like a beggar showing another beggar where we found bread. That's probably not the actual quote. Well, I, I, absolutely, because... You know, the, the biblical counselling model says we come alongside, well, not, it's not an expert mm-hmm. patient model, we come alongside and we actually say we recognise we're more similar than we yeah, realise. Yeah. So if somebody, for example, was struggling with addictions, mm-hmm. um, whatever that may be, myself as, a, as someone trained in biblical counselling would say, I struggle with addictions too. Mm-hmm. Um, addictions for pride, um, reliance on self, mm-hmm. um, status whatever it may be um, and so we're, we're uh, honest about that um, and we're trying to say actually the, the hope for you is not in me being expert in trying whatever, the hope is in Jesus, the hope yeah. is in God's spirit. Definitely, and it, which again levels it, doesn't it? Like totally. we all have the same need and we all have the same solution. Yeah. It's that, that's why I found biblical counselling really helpful. It wasn't telling me something, oh here's this new super duper mm-hmm. model of doing things. It was actually just ordinary mm-hmm. stuff that I'd been grown up with. I'd, I'd heard and seen faithful men and women model, live out, mm-hmm. um, and so it resonated. But it, but it did make sense and it put um, much more onto things um, in the sense of uh, actually there is hope in our suffering, there is hope in our difficulties, there is hope and help um, when things are hard and ugly and bad um, and, and that's, that hope is within the gospel, it's also within the, the local church. <laughs> so we don't necessarily say, oh well, I'm going to get my help out there. Yeah. Actually, our hope is in connection with others and who also love Jesus. Again, the church, isn't it? We're given Christ and we're given his body and that's, you know, how we walk alongside people. That's why we want to plant churches in places where people are struggling because what they need is to hear the gospel and live that out with a family, a church, which is around the gospel, which is again why um, I love this kind of stuff. But also that kind of sense of like, it's easy maybe to look in from the outside if you've got more externally, your life's in order and you see someone who's struggling from an addiction background or an abuse background, and people are like, oh, that's a shame, I need to go and help them. Whereas, again, what you're talking about, which what we want to be about, is that real levelling, like, was it, they say the ground's level at the foot of the cross. Yes. All about the cliches today, right? But it's the <laughs> idea of like, no, no, but we both need the same help, yes. and the Bible, the gospel points us both to the same help, and that's why when we're trying to plant churches, we're not trying to plant, we would say, like 20 scheme churches. We're yeah. trying to plant 20 churches in scheme areas, yeah. but we need people from every background. Yeah. 
because we all have the same issue and we all are meant to work that out together in community. Yeah. So, you know, Paul writes about that kind of, in, in that kind of way, for example, in Thessalonians, when he says, you know, help those who are rebellious, mm-hmm. help those who are um, weak, help those who are in need. And he's saying, be patient with them all. Yeah. He's not saying, treat them all differently. He's recognizing that there are things there that need change, need help, need comfort. Um, and I think what biblical counseling said, it just bring, lifts up things like, we have the comfort of the gospel, the gospel that says you're a child of God, you're adopted, you are forgiven, you are mm. cleansed, shame has been taken away. Um, but we don't rest and stop there. Mm. There's the call of the gospel. The gospel says, mm. yes, but in the light of all this that God has done and is doing in you, God says, I want to take you here. Mm. God says, the image of my son is where I'm taking you to. And, and so he gives, gives us a pathway to go and an image, the exact representation of himself who walked and talked and lived in this earth is, and we go, yeah, we have to live and be like Jesus. But actually you work that out in the very nitty gritty, you know, of life. Um, And and scripture I think comes alive with that stuff. Yeah, definitely. So where you're talking there, would you say biblical counseling then is solely for Christians? So is this for would we want to use these only with people who are professing faith, belief in the gospel? Um, would we use that with people in our communities, the kind of friends that we, who wouldn't yet be there? Like what? What's that in, in, in the same way, I would say no. But in, in this, if anybody came to me looking for help, I would give help. So I have met with people who are not Christians. Mm-hmm. But I would be very clear to say what I'm the the um, help I'm coming with and the things that I would want to say are going to be from that Christian biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, but Whoever comes in front of me and beside me, I want to treat as someone who God would say is crowned with glory and honour. Mm-hmm. No matter what they've done or what has ever happened to them, I still see them. I need to keep seeing them as God would see them, mm-hmm. um, which is someone to love, someone to bring help to. Um, so, yeah, biblical counselling should not be a, it's not a two-tiered system mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, but we're very clearly coming with a, a biblical worldview, a, a biblical perspective on people's um, difficulties, sufferings, sins, um, struggles, and so on. So let's think through some like different issues. For instance, so um, a guy rocks up to me last night, just came out of the church building, never met the guy before, came for the pub, bit half cut, and he was saying, "I need help. I need to." Yeah, I need to kick my addiction. I've been snorting coke for the last 12 months. I need to stop. Um, now, we could point to any number of directions. NHS would have drug workers, social workers, all that kind of stuff. Would we see biblical counsellors competing with them? So we would want them to do counselling with us instead of that? Or how would what we are trying to do and bring the truth of scripture, reality of the gospel, like how would that interface? How would we go about that? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, you know, God in his grace has given us lots of provision in society um, for people who are dealing with very difficult things. And when somebody comes along, say, who's struggling with, say, um, alcohol addictions uh, issues, um, we can't be simplistic as to what's going on there, what's the past, what's the present. Mm-hmm. Um, so things have to be looked at carefully. Um, and it may be that that particular person needs a number of different mm-hmm. things going on there. Um, but everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so is so, it Rob Bellish here? Is that, <laughs> everything that's spiritual, not well, everything's <laughs> spiritual in the sense that we're, embed, we're embodied souls. Yeah, so yeah. That's, the, that's the biblical view. So the world's view would say addiction is a disease issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's, it's your brain, it's your body. Um, uh, whereas scripture would come at that and with a much more complexity to it because mm-hmm. actually it's complex. And mm-hmm. the Bible would speak about these things in terms of idolatry, adultery. Uh, foolishness um, as well as disease Um, so it's actually looking at it from the inside out Um, so with somebody struggling with addiction there will be bodily things going on that Mm -hmm. actually need to be taken into account but fundamentally as Jesus said everything that we do comes from the heart Mm -hmm. within that's something that the secular world has turned away from. You know, when they change that definition of psychology to um, just the behaviours of man, they said, let's remove the inner person. Mm. Though it's interesting that when you read, for example, on the whole big discussion of mental health stuff mm. just now, you look at WHO or Public Health England, Public Health Scotland, they are starting to say that part of the definition of mental health includes something about spirituality. Okay. Um, they don't know how to define it and describe mm-hmm. it. It's a bit all wishy and woolly and so on, vague. But they're starting to recognise that there is something mm-hmm. more than just the body. Yeah. Um, so how do you help a man who comes to you with addiction and so on? Could be a number of ways. But the spiritual has to be a part of that mm-hmm. because the fundamental help is a spiritual mm-hmm. one. But we recognise there are a number of things, mm-hmm. other things too. And also... The spiritual one is the one thing we've got, isn't it? Like I remember Primey at the last weekend, or, or sometimes talking to his administration, Andy Prime. Andy Prime, Primey, you know, he, I kind of know Primey. <laughs> He's kind of like my idol, although I thought you can't say that. Um, and it was that idea of you're, you walk into a room and it could be chaos. You've got kids struggling over here. You've got needles. You've got, you know, anger. You've got so much stuff going on. And if you're a social worker, you look at this. And if you're, but we as Christians stand in that room, like there's many things we could do. The one thing we should do is share Jesus, isn't it? And it's that the, our job as Christians is to minister to the soul. Absolutely. There's other things we can help alongside that. I mean, yeah. to do both, but no one else, I guess, none of these other agencies can get to the soul. It's Correct. only the gospel that yeah. can get there. And I think, you know, you're saying we share Jesus. For us to share Jesus, we look at what Jesus himself did. Mm. So Jesus, who was um, confronted by all sorts of ills, sufferings, difficulties, Mm -hmm. situations, he was very clear, too, on what the fundamental issues were. So you read a gospel like Mark, Mm -hmm. and right clearly, right at the beginning, you know, Jesus is saying, repent and believe the kingdom of God is here. Mm -hmm. So he's speaking about things that are fundamentally spiritual, fundamentally about our uh, attitude towards his Father God. Mm -hmm. Um, fundamentally about that rebellion against God, Um, fundamentally about where we place our hope. Are we going to put our hope in ourselves? Or are we going to place our hope in God and faith in God and say, no, I'm not God, you're God. And so Jesus, I think, gives us the permission to... um, In a sense, we move towards people in love. We can also move away from people in love. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus did that. You know, there was times where, for God's glory, it seems, he didn't immediately run after and fix things in the way that we think mm-hmm. things should be fixed. 
he waited. Um, and it's mind-boggling sometimes how you sort of read that mm-hmm. stuff, but actually he was more concerned with pleasing his father mm-hmm. and loving others. And loving others sometimes meant wait, stop, <laughs> um, rather than um, just running after and fixing. And we were speaking of that, we just did a training thing this morning with the guys in the West and talking how it could be so easy to spend all your energy trying to fix external problems and, and to fight the external fires. And that's because they're real and they're in your face and they're heartbreaking and like if we have the spirit in us, of course we're going to want the help. But there's a deeper issue. Yeah. And, and even if all these other things were taken away, if that deeper issue is not healed, solved, if they come to trust the gospel, yeah. no Christ, then any help we give them is temporary at best, I yeah. guess, would be. And, and there's something in that, I think, Pete, about um, wisdom, therefore to know mm-hmm. well how, how much do we move into somebody's life mm-hmm. and help we want. We don't want them harming themselves. We want, you know, um, we want them to find God and rely on God rather than relying on the counsellor or their friend mm-hmm. um, in that sense. It's actually how do they keep turning to God and keep placing their faith in the one who truly is their help mm-hmm. and strength in times of trouble. Uh, to truly stop and say, be still and know that I am God, as opposed to, I'm only going to find satisfaction and help when yeah. everything's all smooth and my friends are kind of mm. around me and stuff. And, and, and that's where God wants to take us. Even if that means as brothers and sisters in a church or friends in a community, we have to actually let the person work out sometimes their difficulties mm. um, without fixing it for them. Yeah. Which again could be hard, it's easy, again depending on our background, to see the problems and without realising it going into kind of patronising, I'm here to fix these kind of problems. And in a sense, that is what we want to do, but we want to do that at the right and deepest level and actually only the Spirit can do that. And so a yeah. lot of this, again, isn't it prayer, come back to the Word and just, I guess, patience, yeah. walk alongside as well. Like, it's not a one, this is all changed in a moment. I mean, yeah. sometimes addiction can be changed like that but none of our sin is wiped away in the moment in this life. None no. of our struggle is yeah. wiped away in the moment. Yeah. It is about just that journey yeah. with people, isn't it? Which, yeah. again, is why being part of the local church is so important. So what I want us to like, end here is thinking about, so you're a biblical counsellor. You've been really helpful to our church. So there's been people that are going through specific troubles that you've maybe thought a little bit about or you've thought through this kind of stuff a bit more deeply about and so we've encouraged people to come and meet you for a season okay is that the answer then is that what biblical counsel is is it someone that we can send people to to have all their kind of problems counseled or what's that tie into what you're saying to the local church yeah because i guess what i want people to get out of this is not hey biblical counseling is really helpful let's get a good biblical counselor although i do think that is helpful but actually this is what we can all and should all do Yes. And actually, this is just normal pastoral care that... Well, you're answering your question, Pete, because... <laughs> I, <laughs> you're answering your question because I think church should be a place of counsel. Mm-hmm. It should be a place of wisdom, a place of, a place of love and care. There are times, perhaps, and from wisdom, you know, may say that a particular situation uh, where another outside, perhaps, can bring help for a season. Mm-hmm. But ideally, I would say all our help 
should be within that, that community. Mm -hmm. um, and we try and work towards where we have people who are able across the church family from that sort of informal, ordinary one anothering type stuff, um, uh, that caring, that moving towards helping and so on to, um, yeah, maybe where there's maybe intensive particular mm -hmm. things. And, and for me, it's, it's Ephesians 4 goes right to the heart of this mm -hmm. stuff for me. You know, it's where it lands in a sense where, you know, Scripture shows us that God gives, Christ gives gifts to the church. Um, but f what for? And he unfolds it, doesn't he? He says, you know, they're given, these particular uh, gifts are given so that we may be equipped to help each other grow into the fullness of Christ. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on talks about things like, you know, speaking truth in love and so on, so that we're not deceived and all over the place um, in our lives with all the things that happen in life. Um, and then he goes on in, in particulars and says, you know, things like, actually, this is therefore how that's going to work out in practical life, mm -hmm. um, in your relationships, um, in your families, in your workplace and so on. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's um, trying to sort of equip everybody and let everybody see that their main ministry is not necessarily being a children's worker or mm -hmm. a um, youth leader or a whatever. Our main ministry in church is helping each other grow into the likeness of Jesus. And we've so, all got a place to play there. It's a couple of weeks ago. Was it Christmas? You came, was it? I don't even know when it was. You November. came to our church. Yeah, November. November. Wow, that's a long time ago. You came, and again, that was the point, wasn't it? We wanted to train our church that we can all do this and kind of demystifying yeah. that a little bit isn't it yeah. because you hear counselling you hear like it, it can sound like Phew. whereas actually it is about that listening to each other <laughs> and be able to try to look under the surface of the heart of what's going on where are people placing hope where what pressure is under what's coming out and actually being able to think through that yeah. biblically and, and yeah. apply the gospel to that and again and, that was really helpful and as one guy one of my lecturers actually um said very helpfully um to counsel is to better is to pray better okay so awesome. as we come alongside people and we hear what is good and we um acknowledge the good we say isn't that amazing where god's working um we hear what's hard because we're close enough and we're interested if we love someone then we're interested in what's going on that's hard and even ugly and bad and our desire for them is well, how do they grow into Christ's likeness in mm. that and and prayer is is vital because it says the resources that we have are not in us mm. it's actually in God um, so we're acknowledging our dependency upon God and um, we're taking them to that mm. uh, the, the, the person who truly does help um, and because we pray we're, we're, we're doing that together as a togetherness mm. in prayer, you know, I am praying with you in this. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's just ordinary, you know, what's God's purposes for you in this? And by the way, here's God's promises mm -hmm. to you in this. Um, so. And it's just about doing that, isn't it, as the day-to-day -day daily life of a local church. So yeah. again, what our community needs, what a Christian needs is to be embedded in a church is going to walk side by side with us through the highs of life, the struggles of life and know us enough to point us to Jesus and yeah. kind of walk through that, isn't it? And yeah. I do think like that is what is needed. That is what yeah. our communities need. Yeah. We don't need no. like all the external stuff of food banks or 
social worker, all they're all helpful, but what we really need is to get people walking side by side together, looking at the heart and pointing us to Jesus. Yeah. Um, which again is why I'm so thankful for um, your help to us. I just, you're being great help in terms of us being able to send you folk, but the bigger help is being us as a church to think through, we can all do this. This is what we're called yes. to do as yep. we share Christ with each other and live as that kind of connected body. Middle class people, working class people, people with big obvious addictions, people with hidden addictions. Yep. We're all pe messy people that yes. can point each other to Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Any resources if people are interested in this kind of stuff, thinking through, I want to read a little bit more about that. I want to get involved in that. Like, how would you recommend yeah. people would kind of follow that up? Um, yeah, so in the UK, there's the Biblical Counselling UK website, um, and it has um, various articles. It's got the certification mm -hmm. course, um, and uh, but there's plenty of articles and books and sort of thing that are recommended there. Um, uh, so that, that's a good starting point. Um, CCF, which I mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, American, but very helpful. Um, and I love how you had to say it's American, but it's helpful. You know, that's just well, uh, yeah, because they're, they're different culturally, aren't they? You know, they really are. Um, but they they speak very well into yeah. these things, and they've been on this journey longer than we have, in a mm -hmm. sense. Um, uh, so yeah, there's plenty, plenty of stuff there, um, and ACBC as well. They've got plenty of resources, and there's there's a lot of more writings going on, mm -hmm. podcasts and stuff like that that are trying to speak much more about formation um, and um, living in ways that please God and love others in our sufferings, mm -hmm. in our difficulties, in our hurts. Um, so yeah, it's, it's plenty of material. And I guess how I want to end it is if you like, are listening, where am I looking to here? If you're listening to this and you want to get involved, if you want to help people who are struggling, then give your life to a healthy gospel church that's going to do this. Right? That's what we need, that's what our communities need. Um, and we don't need just professionals per se, we need Christians that are going to give themselves to walk side by side with each other. So we are desperate for that in Glasgow in the West, we're desperate for that all over Scotland. If you want to get involved, get in touch. Apart from that, thanks Zach. Okay, thank it's you. It's probably Pete. not been offensive enough for messing <laughs> liking, but I'm cool. Okay. Good.